Hey everyone, this is Tony. I'm the Dungeon Master of the campaign, and with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'll be playing Belinda Walsingham, the Half-Elf Awakened Mystic. Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Jane, and I'm playing Nissa Turin, the Gnome Arcane Trickster Rogue. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliffe, the Human Rogue Fighter. Next week, we'll be Sharp and Quill, Episode 9. Join us now for Sharp and Quill, Episode 8. Thoven Arbershade is on his way. Last time, as the ball comes to a close, with Darwin named the new head of the Nathandom household, Sharp and Quill go for a nice long rest before having several meetings the next day, first with their new employee Rowan, followed by a debrief for Thoven as to what they've learned from the library of Tenebris. Not too long after your breakfast meeting, Belinda, you are the recipient of a sending spell. I figured that you would be awake by this point. When is a good time for me to arrive? Available now through this evening. You hear another response? I shall see you shortly then. All right, I'm going to turn to script. Thovid Arbershade is on his way. I, yes, of course, he is. You hear footsteps going up the stairs to your apartment, Belinda, and a rap on the door. I'll open the door. Staying before you in gray robes with silver filigree, elegant elven mask with uh, interesting gold design around the brows and along the cheekbones. The only physical characteristics you see are two different colored eyes, one blue and one yellow. Uh, Please, come in. He steps in. A pleasure to meet all of you officially. I spoke with Belinda Walsingham at the party briefly. Thoven Arborshade. Nice to meet you, Catacles and Peace Guy. Oh, I see. Yes, they took my likeness for the game of the Vermer Empire to try and promote the concept, I understand. They're big fans. Mm-hmm. Might I assume then, points to you, Akiva. Akiva Khonshu points to you, Scriv. Scrivener Shannon Whitecliffe. And then points to you, Nissa. Nissa Turin? Well, I was informed that you were the party that collected the materials within the Tenebris Library. I'm curious what you've discovered. Oh yes, why don't you come over and have a seat at the table with us? Thank you. At this, he will remove his mask, and you will see the right side of his face has black, jagged, veiny lines that stretch all the way towards his neck. The hair on that side is, like, bleached white, whereas he has a kind of a pale blonde on the left. Even his ear is kind of, like, cracked and jagged on the right side. Would I, as Akiva, know what would cause that? Make an Arcana check. Nat 20, 21. So that looks like a concentrated blast of necrotic energy. For it to deal that much damage and leave that kind of scarring, it must have been from something immensely powerful. Cool. Which, with a natural 20, I will give you... Something like that would be a shadow dragon. An ancient one, considering the level of scarring that is on his face. So, you'll have to forgive me, I'm still relatively new to the plane. I've heard some stories of 
what you've done based off of, you know, basic cataclysm knowledge. Shadow Dragon, if I'm not mistaken, right? How long have you been on this plane? Year and a half. Almost years. Zanoth was an ancient red shadow dragon. After achieving the age that he did as a red dragon, apparently traversed into your plane to change himself. To try and make himself immortal through undeath. Wow. Well, I'm very happy my village was not near that portal. Apparently he wanted to conquer this plane, using the powers he possessed from yours. It seems that's a trend that happened quite a lot. While the negative energies of your plane can be very potent in the wrong hands. I know firsthand. You're not here to watch someone die, though. A year and a half is a long time for Shadar Kai to be here. No, I'm a permanent resident as of the current moment. You do something to wrong your people? Oh yeah, big time. Your people are very strict, so I understand. We trust your discretion, obviously. I will say nothing. I'm here to gather whatever information that you've been able to assess and help if I can. I figure that'll be mutually beneficial. I'll clasp a hand on his back. You ready, Scrub buddy? I'm... yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Sorry. Maybe it would be good to ask, what questions are you trying to answer? Well, there's a lot of information. Well, I'm trying to discover locations of... I don't know if you know anything about the Zamyar Empire. Yeah. Kind of familiar with it at this point. As much as we can be. I've been attempting to discern specific locations that they may have been have outposts, base of operations, what they may have been researching in those given locations. I think those are all tied in some way to the disappearance of the deities, but I cannot say for certain as I have not found the information I'm searching for. I knew that Tenebris had a library, however, with recent events that that has been raided, and I hear word of a new demonic force has taken up residence there. So, at present time, I do not have the resources to search the library myself. But if you were able to acquire much of the information, I would be very intrigued to know what you've learned. Perhaps it would be good to start with the map? You have a map. We do. And we've compared it to the existing map of Ostia. Might I see it? I'll roll it out. While he's going over that, can I actually telepathic sign to Belinda? Sure. Do we want to mention Shadarai? Since he's a Zimyar? We're going to need to. I think we might as well be transparent at this point. If the Open Arbor Shade has been completely corrupted by someone, there's really no hope for any of us. <laughs> Lay out the map and point out the locations that have been marked out by Tenebris. He studies the map and very focused on what you're saying. There is one thing that you need to keep in mind. There was a set of research notes that were written up alongside this. And you have those? I can slide it over, pointing out the... Highlights being, one, travel between the planes is becoming difficult, even for the Divine, and Tenebris was having trouble remembering things. He mentioned specifically missing memories, blank spots. Did he have a theory why he couldn't remember? He thought it was Adar. That would explain why Adar of all the deities is the most absent. There's no followers if he did something of this magnitude. Yes, he thought Adar had some sort of plan in motion and was executing that plan. But given other bits of research, it seems like Adar's actions were done quickly. It was an imperfect sort of erasure. That's why we're able to find evidence of the Zamyar. So you believe Adar was attempting to erase the Zamyar Empire? There is a particular book that we are able to recover called The Reach of Those Currently Beyond Us. And I'll pull that out from the pack very delicately. 
from what I've been able to piece together, it may have been written by Zumyar, the Emperor Zumyar. I can help with that, at least a little. Vodarin Zumyar. This book is possibly written by Vodarin Zumyar, Emperor of the Zumyar Empire, and it specifically discusses being concerned about a war breaking out between the gods. He mentioned specifically that mortals would have no sort of defenses against the, well, after effects of a conflict. Inside of this book, there's also a map that points out to a number of locations that they're ancient temple sites. Not one particular deity, but just a bunch of different ancient temples. So he was planning something, but I mean, I don't have a more research any more documentation to list what happens but we've been in contact with some people and they've taken to calling it the age of silence silent empire from what my own research has gathered if adar is in any way responsible for this mystery perhaps they stopped the empire before they finished their goals the gods themselves well that ties in with some other things we have read there was a book from Salvador Dustone. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's since disappeared. Curious. Uh, no, I'm not worked with him personally. Uh, referencing an amulet. It's called the Essence Collector. It's a, um, well, and he reaches under his robe and pulls out a familiar looking amulet to what Scriff is wearing. This one, however, contains a purple gem embedded in its center. I assume you mean this. Well, we did not know you had one. It's created using a different form of, I want to call it magic, but psionics. Pockets away. Okay. Does it consume souls? Souls, consciousness, however you want to refer to it, but it did. But it protects the wielder. It protects them from being consumed in something. I believe from my own research that there are several of these, I would say no more than five or six. We know of at least two others. Two others. Quick to leave a scrib if you want to show him. And I'll lift out my own amulet. No gem, though. Oh, and might I ask where you found this one? Silverkeep. That is uh, by Veripole, correct? Yeah, small smile. Yeah, it is. Mine was found where the battle with Zenoth took place. Deep in the Qasim Desert. One of the first outposts that I've ever... And he will point at the place on the map that actually says Supposed Base of Zenoth. Okay. Well, I'm glad you found it. It was in one of the rooms there in the ruins. Been studying it for some time. We should also mention when we took this to the divination professor in Amran. Horjin. To Horjin. Fairly insightful, if a bit distracted at times. When he examined it, he basically gave us a prophecy. He gave you a prophecy? An old loss awakens, an unspoken end. Undead rise as ancient love is rediscovered. A it hero's loss break will break the, the change. And a broken heart will bring about the dawn of evil. Beware the day the sun goes dark, as it signals the return of that which got even God's fear. You know it? He's told me once. He doesn't remember. He didn't remember saying it either. He gave you the same prophecy when you inspected your amulet? Yes. I've kept him around as the divination instructor because of this, as he does seem to have some sort of connection to the weave in that sense. Predictions of the future, but that was years ago. 
This was months ago. So the prophecy has still not come to pass. That's concerning. It hasn't been prevented, then. If it's a prophecy that's true, how could it be prevented? My hope was something I did or something some other hero had accomplished would be able to halt such progress. I've looked into it and, well... What did you think it meant? Did Nebris have any indication of something he had reverence for, something of interest or worship? Yes. Yes. It was this big orb face. The comments. Beware the day the sun goes dark. I found a name when I was searching through the various ruins where Zenoth had based himself, Erebus. And what is Erebus? There is a belief, apparently the Zamyar had it, that the gods were not the first things. Energy existed first. Life-giving energy and negative energy, unlife. The belief is the gods sprang from this life-giving energy, but one was corrupted by the embodiment of this negative energy, this Erebus. Erebus was held back, beaten away, so the gods could form the multiverse. But in the process of this battle, Archon was corrupted and became mad. I don't know if you've heard anything like this. About there being a power that came before? It was referenced. I'm assuming this relates to the plane? The planes were formed by the gods, given shape. The material plane was created, but rumor and myth goes that it was destroyed by the presence of the gods so close to it, so they began to create barriers. Establishing barriers from the plane for the elements and for themselves, so that while the gods would still be able to reach and influence the material plane, those on the plane could not be overwhelmed by the sheer power the gods represented, or by the pure form of the elements that helped to craft the material plane. So they divided their power and influence to protect existence. So the myth goes. That was what was being discussed in this book, The Prime. And Erebos's existence is theorized in this other book, The Shadow of Stars. He will take a closer look at that. It doesn't refer to the name, but it refers to an ancient entity and the corruption of Archon, exactly like you were saying. There's also a pretty solid theory about the validity of entities that existed before the gods. The Prime is what starts theorizing on what could have forced the gods to give up their powers and separate things. They implied that there was some sort of outside force, but... If that's their implication, perhaps they're thinking of Erebus. Makes sense, with what you said. But if the belief of the Zamyar is correct, Erebus was not killed, just pushed away. You mean, like, imprisoned? Yes. In, like, a separate plane? He glances over at Akiva. Oh. There are rumors that both Vumera and Nezalem helped to keep these contrasting forces at bay. Oh, boy. The positive is being held back by Vumera, and Nezalem holds back the negative. So, we talked about how I wronged my people. There was always a talk among my people of never going to this ancient structure that held an artifact. Some stuff happened, and I accepted power from an entity from that same structure and artifact. Do you have a name for this entity? Shudderai Samyar. Well, that is not Erebus, but he is one of the first Fae. 
Vodaram had two siblings. Vodaram kept to the material plane. I was unaware of where his other two siblings necessarily resided now, whether dead or imprisoned or what, but Shadarai and Alara. When we were in the Palace of Tenebris, we had to obtain something that then allowed him to get his memories back. So he's not fully in one piece. And hold on, Nissa, there was that memory you experienced. Can you remember it? Yeah, the memory fog. I had overheard a conversation between two people. It was a discussion on the planes. It seemed to be a question of why the planes were. Was there a reason for their creation? And one of them was expressing more of an interest in the material plane. Can you share this with me? Right. Brain powers. Sure. Yeah, it would be easier. Yeah. So, if you allow, he will focus and basically get the memory from you. Well, I'm not sure who one is, but I'm assuming the other is Vodaran. That makes sense with what you've said. But who would he have been talking to, and why would Tenebris have saved this? Tenebris was mortal at one point, I believe. Or partially mortal. Yes, and I do know that at one point he did serve Shudderai. Tenebris did? Yes. So this Shudderai must get his power directly from that negative energy. I believe it's possible. He has some control over memory. It's concerning. Shudderai may be one of the first Fae and is, I suppose, still imprisoned. Do you know what he wants? At the current moment, to be made whole? To remember. I understand that. I would keep an eye on Shadarai. Be very cautious of what you do for him. If he serves Erebus... What, you think he's trying to pursue gaining his power and his memories back and then he'll realize that he needs to unleash chaos and destroy everything? Yes, Erebus would be a problem. So what do we do to prevent this? I've been trying to decipher this prophecy for some time, but if there is any indication of Erebus's further worships or sights... Perhaps I can go there, inspect it further. Well, that's basically what we have here, these notes, and it seems like... Scream, I think there was something we read about the Zamyar and why they had so many different cities in different parts of the land, right? Right, Elder Days. That one was written by the dragons while the Zamyar Empire was still being established. They theorized that every city had a specific goal or purpose. And I mean, the book ends with them discussing tension between them and the Storm Giants, but... I haven't found out what happened, but I believe the Zimiar helped to wipe out both the Draconic and Giant Empires swiftly. Yeah, it's kind of still a big question. Also, uh, aside from all of this world-ending deity levels, you know, sort of um, shenanigans, you know the Whispered Ones are active right now, right? Yes, I do. We've been combating them for some time. I have several agents within their ranks. You have agents within their ranks. We. Your name had not been given. You've met one. Yes, we assisted as we could. We also spoke to your daughter. She's as talkative as her mother. You do see a slight smile on his face. I assume then you refer to Saria. She did start the organization. We haven't actually spoken with Saria at all, but her name has come up a few times. We're also very interested in ending the threat of the Whispered Ones. We've been kind of helping on the periphery and where it has incidentally come up, but... If there's a big picture we could help with, we'd like to know. Our goal to eliminate them is to get up to their highest ranking positions 
and eliminate all of their highest members as close to simultaneously as possible. Secrecy does seem important for that. You met with Sildan, didn't you? Yes. I see. I will speak with him later. He, he's like a, kind of an amused smile more than anything else, but... So did he explain who he believed, or who we believed the voice was? Nalzian? The ghoul emperor. Mm-hmm. Getting to him is problematic. So we've been trying to rise in the ranks, get to someone close to him, and then perhaps take him out in addition to his two lieutenants. If we eliminate those three, the rest of them have no direction. Well, I believe both Akiva and Scriven countered a memory directly. You did? Yes. What did the memory look like? Do you know a name? Shiny Construct. We have no name. But a construct, though. Yes. That can cast spells. They're further along than I thought. The Whispered Ones have always attempted to create a perfect host of sorts. Through various means. Magical, non-magical, psionic and otherwise. If they're creating bodies that will never die and are able to transfer consciousness to it, which agent did you meet? Esvel. She is still secure? Well, uh, Nissa and I might have done some work to help her rise a little higher in the ranks. As far as we know, it worked out. Good. Hopefully if she can get closer to this membrane, perhaps she can get us some more information shortly. We did eliminate a hand. Progress? With a gun? To be clear, he had a gun. We didn't eliminate him with a gun. Ah, I wasn't certain. Tinkering is not my strong suit, but I know the Whispered Ones are always looking for new weaponry. It's not surprising that he would have a gun. We'd like to be read in more if there's ways we can help without, of course, compromising us working on this other, you know, world-ending mission. The Whispered Ones try to establish, as you know, small bases of operations, but they're spread out across the kingdoms. You'd like us to see if they're active in another kingdom? Considering where some of these temples are, do you have one that you are intending to pursue? Well, we hadn't really decided yet. We were kind of looking at the map and figuring where we could best use our talents. Solana, going to Halimian, seemed like a possible choice, but I know, Scrib, you'd also mention the Wildlands. Yeah, I'd like to be able to get more information from the Draconic Ruins there. There's also a lead on another amulet. If those amulets are limited, that would be... An interesting place to recover. But you're also looking at the Temple of the Prime here? Kind of go back to the source. That'd be a good avenue to pursue. Here's the thing. We've also been limited by very boring, mundane problems like travel time. One of the reasons the Hylimian was more appealing is because we have the potential to teleport there with the Solon and Elves who are returning from the Tenebris fight. If you had means for us to get to other places more quickly, that might change our decision. Well... Can any of you have the ability to cast a teleportation circle? Well, I wouldn't be asking if we could. Or do you mean has the ability to cast magical spells, if not that one specifically? Uh, do you have at least the strength to do so? Not yet! Well, teleportation spells of that degree is not easy. I can see about procuring something for you and having it sent here, but that would take some time. I'm not sure how quickly you want to get underway. What would you be procuring? Sorry, I like specifics. A helm of teleportation. But like I said, it would take some time. How long? A week, maybe two. Oh, that would be incredibly helpful. Perhaps, I don't want to say we go to Halloween and come back. We would need help on our return journey there. I know you said you have a way to get to Halloween, 
But there's a town, actually, where the Temple of the Prime is marked on the map, Ashmalin. I can teleport you straight there. I know the sigil sequence to the area. It would save you a lot of days of travel. And perhaps some unpleasant company as well. Yeah, I didn't walk away from that conversation feeling very strongly about him. I mean, did he seem to particularly care how you pronounced his name? Yes. Most high elves will. So if you're offering to cut out the middleman of having to deal with all of the high elves? Well, at least any of the ones here. I raise my hand. I'm in. Yeah, how would we return? There are services all within Solana of various teleportation methods that you could pay for in order to return back. I know there's no way to teleport directly into Orenthal, but they could get you close. All right. I assume they're not unreasonable in price. No. They might try to talk you up initially, being outsiders, but they tend to honor any deals they made. Don't worry. We can be very persuasive. And uh, not not to be greedy or anything, but you teleporting us, does that preclude us getting that helm of teleportation? No, I still intend for to give you the helm of teleportation. It just takes me time. And, I mean, if, if we're already negotiating for things, I, I pull out a small cataclysm board and slide over the, the Thoven tile. If I could just get a, a, a autograph, signature, stamp, thumbprint. Scripts from a small town. There's many children back home, uh, you know, who would love to see this. Yes, for the children. Persuasion check with advantage. 14. Do you have a quill? I lay out my entire calligraphy kit. Does a fairly simple signature on the back of his tile. Thank you. The children will be very happy. Slowly pull him away. Yes. He just kind of like has a look of someone who maybe has been asked this question many, many, many times. And he just then goes, well, Anta, no, if you're heading to the Temple of the Prime here, I might check out these giant ruins, see if I can find out more about this orb that the giants worshipped, if it is actually Erebus. That does seem promising. I don't think I understood if that you were regularly in town, or rather here in Orenthal. How will we reconnect with you? I'll cast Sending once I have the Helm of Teleportation, that way I know where you are, and can plan accordingly. Well, we're grateful for your help and your time. I'm sure your time is very valuable. I appreciate the information. I would not be able to get such notations and these books otherwise, so thank you for sharing with me. So, is that your intention, to go to the Temple of Prime? I think it's not a bad idea. Uh, Plus, I might be able to learn more information about Nezalem and Shadarai. Well, I hope you can find more information. I would need a day to prepare the spell appropriate. That way it would be simple. And then we can meet up somewhere, perhaps the southeastern gate, exit the city there. We'd have to be outside of the city to teleport. I shuffle for a moment. Do you know anything about, and this is just for my own personal edification, by a ghosto? Why? Well, because there are stories and stuff and people make crazy claims and I just wanted to verify and I haven't been able to find any research regarding like actual solid concrete evidence about this being. That's a deception check. 14. So what have you found out about Biagosto? You've met her? Yeah. Yes. Have any of you struck a deal with her? Could you define a deal? Did you shake her hand and feel a chill down your spine? No, we just drink tea occasionally and 
the last person I had conversation with that had specifically met this by Agosto made a deal. I have not seen him since. Okay, so caged tiger. Good to know. The deal was for him to return to speak with her. I don't know what became of him, to be honest. How long ago was this? Over a century ago. I've met with her once. She offered me a deal once. I did not take her up on it. I know her motivations are not altruistic. She's not looking to help me. If she's making a deal, or if she's helping in some way, in the end, it will be to help herself. That will be the one warning I give you on Biagosta. I don't know much about her, other than she is an old fae with infernal powers. Okay, thank you. Of course. To clarify, you don't think she's inherently evil or sinister, just... Self-interested. Yes, I don't think she is in any way evil, necessarily. She may do evil, but in the end, it's about getting what she wants. Whatever that might be. Okay, then. Just be aware of that if she is to ever strike a deal with you. Right. No deals. No handshaking. Gotta. Particularly if the environment does not look normal. She likes to magically bind the deal. Simplest way to do that is to take you to where she lives in the Feywild. Oh, okay. It's always just been a nice little homey cottage, I guess? I think that might be exactly what he's talking about. You'll know. If you've traversed to another plane, the feel is different on every plane that you travel to. I mean, you've went gone to the abyss. Simply being there must have felt different. Bad. Very bad. Hard to breathe. Yes. I mean, Akiva, you're from the Shadowfell, plane devoid of emotion. It is a very different feel entirely. To be on this plane particularly, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So... No handshake deals. Keep an eye out for where she takes you. And she's always in it for herself. It might benefit you, but she will make sure she is getting the best end. Or at the very least, whatever she gets out of it will help her. Thank you. Of course. And at that, he gets up and just says, Tomorrow morning, Southwestern Gate, if that is all right with everyone. Absolutely. Very well. Until then. And he will exit out of the apartment. Well, it's really quite a day, isn't it? We go from having Thovid Arborshade uh, in my apartment to uh, Kiva. I know you have your show later. Do you have some planning you need to do? I think I have it pretty laid out. I haven't perfected the other sets yet, so I'm not going to try them out on something this important. I'll probably just stick with the standard sword dance along with uh, a couple of illusions. Okay. Scrib, I think you and I need to go and report in and... Uh, pass on that information about North Pass uh, to, you know, the general. Stop fiddling with my bracelet. Yes, right. Of course. Reporting in. Good idea. You guys get through the various guards and posts around the Adamantine Palace and are escorted to the office of General Walsingham. Uh, you wait there for a few minutes as a guard is standing by the door before uh, she arrives. I hear good news about Sharpened Quill. Yes, we've been drumming up a little bit of business, you know, while we work on important projects. There's been some praise over jobs you've already acquired as of last night. And completed. Well done. Thank you. So, what do I need to be made aware of today? Scrib brought this 
press gang investigation to you some time ago, and we have some further information. We heard a report that they've moved from Chorton's Ridge and moved to North Pass. I think it's some kind of it's some kind of military stronghold in the Vremer Empire. We have a keep, and that's where we station mo- uh, much of our military forces, where they train much of the time. It's pretty credible intelligence. Where did you receive this? Or is it better I don't know? I hope you can take us on our word on this. I can. Yeah, it's related to some things that are happening among the nobility. We don't have a complete case yet, but there's evidence of movement. Someone's trying to get forces or strength together to do something. We don't have anything concrete. So nothing I can send people on yet? In terms of the nobility? No. North Pass, though, if you could, I don't know, move someone you trust there to keep an eye on things, maybe keep an eye out for these press gangs. They do tend to disappear, I believe, as soon as they're found, so it would probably need to be swift and direct. I'll talk with General Vliera. She runs uh, the northern area of the Vremer Empire and much of the expansion that is beginning out that way, as well as spending most of her time at North Pass due to the frequent attacks from the various monsters of the Wildlands. Would I know this name given association with the Vremer expansion effort? Make a history check. Twelve. Nothing particular on her, just you know that there are five generals that help to run the various areas of the Vremer Empire you know that there is General Thuliaga to the south because you met his uh, son. You know that General Walsingham is the central general in charge of Orenthal and the capital, that being her prerogative. And they are basically only uh, second in line to, in terms of the entire military, to the Warmaster. The Warmaster is the only higher ranking position. Beyond that, you don't know anything specific about the Northern General. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, that would be greatly appreciated if you, if you could send word to her because... We also believe that they have been, well, at least providing resources to the Whispered Ones, as we mentioned before, so definitely want to cut off any supply of anything that would be valuable to them. Yes, if they're providing any resources to the Whispered Ones, I'd rather have that supply line cut off. Agreed. We trust that you'll take care of it. I know we at one point were hoping maybe we could go ourselves, but it's not really our prerogative or... I would leave North Pass alone until there's more actionable intelligence. So you'll be able to provide us an update later? I will let you know as soon as I gain any information from General Liada. We're preparing to travel to Solana briefly. We would be returning hopefully without too much delay. Why to Solana? Have a lead there on information on Adar. I have no jobs for you at the moment, but if you of course notice Anything that would be of concern to the Vremer Empire in the Elven country. We'll include it in the report when we return, and perform ascending if there's anything more urgent. Thank you very much. If there's nothing else... We'll let you get back to your work. Fortunately, it hasn't been as busy due to the feast being over, so please, I'll escort you out. Thank you. Thank you. And she will walk with you out of the Adamantine Palace. Hand signal to Belinda. Do you want a moment to say goodbye to your mom? No, I think that's adequate. I I informed her where I'm going. She wished me well. Sure. All right. Guess still getting used to this dynamic. We're not all incredibly emotionally expressive people. All right. So you then are escorted out of the Adamantine Palace, where General Walsingham eventually splits off from you as you leave the Regency.
I want to stop by like a street market stall and get some food for everyone, uh, assuming they haven't eaten yet. We'll bring them food anyways. <laughs> I'm going to just miss street food because, well, we're going to Solana. I don't know what they eat there and we're going to just be on rations. Rations are fine. I prefer good food rather than... Well, you know, my father, who is known for his skill in butchering, is from Solana. I think you enjoyed his food. Very much, yeah. I think the food's going to be pretty good. Well, not at the Temple of the Prime, unless he happens to have, like, street stalls there. Yeah, I guess we'll find out when we get there. What's up? Well, I know we had a conversation earlier that didn't go perfectly. <laughs> That's kind of been par for the course for the past couple of days. You may want to be more specific. Are we talking about when I threw up in front of a bunch of people? Or when I got cornered by some crazy lord who turned out to be working for maybe the whispered ones or do we want to talk about how i lost my cool when we were talking to the wizard of the realm yeah the latter i'm not too worried about the former these things happen it's court you know but i don't want to feel like you are unable to trust me we're partners in this yeah it's just i don't know there's just sometimes where i don't know a lot about you in some regards there are things you can't tell me and i understand that it's different. It's not something I'm used to. And I am I want to trust you. I really do. I think I've been pretty clear about what my ideals are. The things I really believe in. And I've always been consistent with those. You have. And that's why I think we work well together. We care about the same things. And we want to make the world better in certain ways for people as we can. Yeah. And I know you want answers from your parents. I want answers from my parents. I want answers from the libraries of Adar and literally everything. I just, you have been straightforward with me. You've been open when you can't answer or will refuse to answer something. And I need to get used to that. I need to get used to the fact that you are consistent. I may not agree with your ideals or what you say or what you want to do, but you're consistent. I need to trust in that. I've always wanted to make sure you can succeed. You know, and that you do get to make your own choices. You don't have to agree with me on everything, but I don't want you to think I ever have anything but the best of intentions. You're not as self-motivated as maybe Nissa is. There's nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, be paid for what you do, but I I take your point. And you also don't serve some unknown entity like Akiva does. No, I'm pretty upfront about who I serve, you know, where my abilities come from, you know. And I don't need to worry about you getting teleported away by the whims of some other powerful entity. Far as I know, nope. Uh, you know, I, I really want answers on what's happening with Adar, but even Adar is a pretty straightforward deity. <laughs> so yeah, you're consistent, and I'll trust in that. Okay, because we're not going to get through this if we're paranoid about everything. Can you trust me? I do trust you. I don't understand why. I mean, after that conversation with Dovin, talking about how self-motivated Bai is, I've told her everything. I've been completely open. I knew she was a caged tiger, and I still felt comfortable enough to talk with her. And Well, sometimes you have to trust your instincts. I mean, not all the time, <laughs> but I mean, look what happened. We ran into her in the abyss, and she helped us. For her own reasons, probably. We do things for our own reasons. When we, we helped Rowan, did we not also do that for our own reasons? Yeah, but it was also to help Rowan, because he was down on his luck. He needed help. You can be helping someone without it being pure altruism. So, I don't know what Bai's game is. 
I really don't. But so far, it seems to be in your favor. And I trust you to play that out. You know, you could turn a liability into an asset. Yeah. So you're ready to move forward? No choice, but. You should give any inspirational talks anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's true. What are we going to do? We're going to stop doing our job. We're going to stop trying to uncover everything. It doesn't matter how many doubts I have or what concerns show up. I want to know what's going on with all of this. I don't care even if people know that I'm the one who found it. Just someone needs to know it. Uncovering secrets is exciting and dangerous work. So we'll have to tread carefully. But I do think we're finally actually getting somewhere (laughs) on this whole deity question. I mean, I've been on this journey longer than you and I have been traveling together and made little to no progress. So having an opportunity to learn something. And that's the reason why I study. To seek. To know. I don't know if I care to know for its own sake. I want to know so I can do something to fix the problem because the deities being gone, not great for the world. Not great for the people of this world. I mean, you heard about the tensions between the dwarves and the elves. That's completely driven by the dwarves losing their main power as divinely, you know, gifted creators. Maybe we've been leaning on them too much. Isn't there a possibility that just like we're doing now, we're talking over our problems, our our mistrust, or our concerns with whatever's going on with, and I just wave my hands to Orenthal, this, that you just find someone to trust and you talk it over. Can't they do that with an empire? With different organizations? Find a unified threat. That's how they fought off Zenath and everything else. Uh, yeah, and I think we have some idea of what that threat might look like. And do you think just the resources of this plane are enough to deal with some sort of, you know, Erebus, this uncaged being who the gods fear? Depends on whether or not the lock holding back the positive energies is holding up. I mean, it's obvious that Erebus is being held back, but no one's really asked whether Vumera is holding back whatever the equivalent is. You think there's some sort of better positive being who is also being withheld? There must be a positive version of Erebus. I don't know that everything is always in balance because we're currently in a world that's out of balance. And the world has been out of balance before. Look what happened in the Cataclysm. We can never make things perfect, and I accept that. But at least we can find out what we can do to make them better or what we could do to prevent, you know, terrible ruin. I can't imagine going through another war. I know we didn't live through the last one, but a lot of people here did. And it destroyed so much, not just lives, but things you care about, like history and culture that can't be replaced. That's why we have to figure out what happened with the Zemyar. There's obviously something significant that happened that destroyed this dynasty and this empire and make sure it doesn't happen again here now. Like, we faced a lot of terrible evils, but you look at the world around us and there's lots of people just living their everyday lives. Like... People we can buy food from in these stalls, and I want them to get to live those lives. So that's why we go. I don't want to. You know, I don't feel comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) What? Going into an ancient ruin to find an answer? Yeah, I would like to just stay in the Empire, working a job where I'm reviewing documents or reading literature or, you know, chatting with people to, you know, understand them. I would feel more comfortable there, but we're 
doing uncomfortable and risky things because, well, who else is doing this? I mean, Thoven. Yeah, but you've also gotten really good at doing this. Well, thank you. (laughs) I'll take it. It's quite true. But we need to keep working. Otherwise, who knows what will happen? I wouldn't want to say that we sat idly by. So I think... We're coming at this from different sides a little bit, but I think we're pursuing the same goal, and that's why we need to keep working together. And I'm glad we're working with Akiva and Nissa, despite the fact that Akiva still might be a ticking time bomb, and Nissa still is figuring out who she wants to be. And she's working with an organization that's been compromised once. Well, yes, and also is probably one of the most powerful organizations uh, in all of Nabrasil. But these are all opportunities. (laughs) That you will turn into assets. I mean, look at what happened at the ball. And I'll trust you to do that. Can't promise we'll always win. We'll deal with it when the time comes. You guys grab some food and head over to make sure you have a meal before Akiva goes off to his performance. So you guys get to uh, much crying a little wool. You all eventually arrive. You do know that uh, Akiva's show will begin soon, but Belinda and Scriv brought food. We will sit at the table and eat like civilized people, I guess. Well, we can. So how'd you guys' uh, report go? We got clearance to go to Solana. Well, you know, we're working for the government. We can't just, like, up and leave without, you know, following up on that. Because they're paying us. Got it. Okay. Sure. It's our job. Okay. We just sort of have a companionable chat about maybe what happened to the ball and stuff for the rest of the, the meal. Yep. And then Akiva gets ready and heads over to the Adamantine Palace where all of you are escorted to the Ashglade Wing, where they are met up by Zolus, who kind of takes them over to where his dad's office is and sets aside some things, and you have a space to perform, Akiva. What does your performance look like? I will go ahead and start off with a traditional sword dance that I know. I did that during the festival, and I will obviously perform it to my whole dances from around the world sort of theme. And then eventually I will turn into the the halfling jig I think we did last time. For the sword dance part, go ahead and make an acrobatics check. 16. So you are uh, doing really well. You are able to hold on to your sword quite nicely this time, unlike last time where there was a few close slip-ups. But you've had a lot of time to practice this. So it is a much smoother rendition than that first performance you did in the city. Then you're going into the halfling jig? Yes. Make a performance check. Natural 20, so 28. Is there anything else to the performance that you're doing? Yes, um, I'm also going to perform a bit of illusion magic. I'll do another dance, and I will add some almost like flair with some minor illusions and silent images here and there. What's the flair look like? So if I do any sort of outward thrusts with my hands, I will cause flames to shoot out. If I do any semblance of spin, I will cause it to almost look like the wind swirls around me. Okay, make a final performance check for me. 14. This is newer style. You haven't perfected quite yet, but it still is very nice. There's a couple points where the fire kind of like startles Cassius for a moment, and he seems more annoyed slightly than entertained by it, but overall. So at the end of the performance, he just says, need a little bit of work on at least that final performance that you did. But I know a, a tavern that's looking for a performer, if you're interested. It's in the Iron fist and he kind of like starts to flip through his book a little bit steel narcissist in in the iron fist district 
uh, how soon would I need to talk to them about this? I am going to leave town here uh, in the next day, and I'm not entirely sure when we'll be back. Oh, uh, Kiva, I will speak to them for you so that they are aware that you can perform there. You need to have been invited. They'll want to see a performance at some point before they bring you on, of course, but they pay well. And any additional compensation is yours, of course. Yes, that would be fantastic. I will gladly accept that. Alright, I'll send word ahead and make sure, and it is up to you then to go there to get paid. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You're quite good. A little bit of work on some of the elemental manipulation illusion that you have going there. But I'm also working on a couple of new acts that I didn't demo you for you tonight because they're not close to being ready. Well, if you get an opportunity, I have some time to work on it. Make a bit of a name for yourself at the Steel Narcissus. Perhaps I could get you into one of the taverns in the Debris. Thank you very much. They pay significantly better than any of the others that we have, but the Steel Narcissist is still an excellent starting point for you. Well, thank you very much for your time. Of course. Well, take care. My son will show you out. And Zola's just like, Alright, come on guys, follow me. Your dad seems nice. Eh, he's okay. He sees you as an investment, Akiva. Make a name for yourself, you can eventually get some more influence for him. I mean, hey, thanks for talking to me. Uh, talking to him about me. Yeah, I want to help you guys out, if I can. Thank you. And, I mean, you're one of our friends. Thank you. I appreciate that. Alright, well, I think we should call it a night, because tomorrow we are heading off to Solana. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written, or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to our DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. If you want to support us, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Thank you for joining us on our adventures. If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our players' to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DMs notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. So we want to give a special shout out to our Adventure Tier and Above patrons. So thank you Waldron, Carol Morris, William McCracken, Ryan Rea Vermette, Mike C, Naked and Afraid, Feral Joe, Jeremy Kleinons, and a Linux fan. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Christopher Reinhardt for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw.